We are taking it from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23 to 28. 1 Corinthians 11, 23 to 28. Shall we hear the word of God? For I received from the Lord what I also passed on to you. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, took bread, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. Do this whenever you drink it in remembrance of me. For whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. So then, whosoever eats the bread or drinks the cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. 28. Everyone ought to examine themselves before they eat of the bread and drink from the cup. Amen. Here ends the reading of his word. Shall we have the Akan reading? Praise the Lord. Can I can cancel and pay? You boom walk into Fungu woman or a little dubaco. Yes, I saw a dinner bassa cup of a dinner or she. I don't for whom I ain't say a razen as some. Now, a me on your day, a razzy Jesus and a gua, will ye no mind or far pano? Now, or da asin, O bubui, now or say there. Mean ye pay dia, was they am a homing ye, homing ye, and fine yet mean car. The maran so, now it is a churno, or far crabban say there. Crabbaying ye, a shameful frono, woman would jam. Humine e ye, and bibiara, humbonum, no unfanye, minka. Na, and bibiara, hum zipani. Na, humnum crab, crabbei, humumbo erazi, wunum deu, zikesi. De, obeba. De minti, ubiara, obe zipani, ana obonum erazi, crabbei, de, mre. Onsen Ubezi Irazi ni pedia ni name buja hufo na manipa unso no hon unshe na undria demi inzipa no nubi na onum kraba no subi Amen Bompai Masofo Bompai Mawne Bompai Mamenso today will be where that will bless us and encourage us to apply the word for our circumstances in our day. Lord, speak thy servants heareth. Open our eyes that we will see the wondrous things in your word. Touch our hearts and keep us close to you. Let us enter your presence with thanksgiving your cause we praise. Yes, Lord. Because you are a great God and greatly to be praised. 
We ask all this in Jesus, our Lord and Savior's name. Amen. Amen. Talking about empowered to shine. I have a lot of things to say, but I will just highlight them so that we will get the gist. And I believe some of you can take it up and do other studies to enrich your understanding of the topic for the day. Because we're talking about covenant, I uh, want us to know that the whole idea of covenant, an agreement, a legal thing, is, God's, is how God relates to us as individuals and as his people. But remember, before you and I became human beings, God already was there. He made me from clay. I don't know what he made you out of. But my Bible tells me I was clay. And he put his breath in me. And said, go and multiply and be fruitful. So he has already empowered me to shine. Hallelujah. Amen. Because when that breath is gone, then what am I? Earth, Earth to earth. Dust to dust. And ashes to ashes. Uh, no, no, no. And so, uh -huh. Now, the sun, God has empowered the sun to shine. And he keeps doing that all the time. And that one will not stop. Because that is what God has empowered it to do. Sometimes some clouds cover it. Sometimes it will be so cold that uh, you don't even feel it is there. And all of that is because the earth rotates around the sun. But for the sake of time, I will not go too much into that. We say we are talking about covenant today. And we'll continue signing the covenant, uh, the Baptist covenant next week. What is a covenant? It's agreement between two parties who make promises to each other. It's a little different from contract. The lawyers are here, but let's say it's like a contract, but you make agreements in the Bible, they use more of covenant. It made either one or by both parties. In the covenant that we talk about in the Bible, one person can make that covenant. And that mainly is God. And sometimes he requires something of human beings. But other times he doesn't require anything of them. So there are two methods by which they can operate. The first is unilateral. So the king says, I've given you my daughter, marry her. 
Hey, I've given you this land. Take it. And all that you have to do is take what they have given you. The Sabbath was a unilateral covenant. But we'll see how that came about later on, where mm-hmm. it fits in. God also made a unilateral covenant. As long as the world exists, I would never destroy it with rain again. And to show you that I said it. If you can beat me, manufacture the rainbow. Those are unilateral ones. But they are bilateral ones. Where both parties agree to make certain things. If you do this, I'll do this. If you play your part, I'll play your part. And there are those ones also in the Bible. Bible scholars tell us that there are at least eight types of covenants in the Bible. And it is important for us as Bible students to know these covenants. At least to understand the one that we are going to celebrate today. Because if you are a citizen of a country and you don't know the laws of that country they will cheat you and cheat you and cheat you. If you work in a place of employment and there are conditions of service you don't And particularly for us who are doing spiritual things. There are certain agreements that God has made for and on your behalf. And you ought to know. And let even the devil know that you know your rights. And don't let anybody take advantage of you. So they call it the Eden Covenant. Where God put them in the Garden of Eden. And he is the one who put them there. And he said a number of things to them. You can read it. But God secondly says Adam. Where he put him in the garden. And asked him to be fruitful and multiply. But don't do this. And Adam did. Adam or the wife did. And they suffered the consequences. Between Adam and Noah. The whole world had gone to sin. See, the sin of human beings was amazing. And God regretted that he had even made human beings. But God found a man called Noah. And God said, build an ark for me. And that man, as human as he was for over 120 years, was faithful in Obeying what God asked him to do. He, he preached, he taught. 
Some blessing to him, some didn't even care. Until the flood came. And those who were saved were those who were in the ark. And the rest were destroyed. But God saw the destruction. Never again. Never again. I will not destroy human beings. But from Noah, there was human government. People now moved to other places where they began to rule themselves. Now you can read how they move Ham, Sham, Japheth and move all the things that they did. They did and did to the Tower of Babel where they thought they can now compete with God thought, well, let me just get another friend and let me work with this man. Abraham comes in. Genesis 12, 1-3. to God calls Abraham. Hey, my friend, leave your father's home, leave your mother's home, and go to the land I will show you. I will bless all those who bless you. And I'll curse those who curse you. By you, all the nations of the world will be blessed. God telling Abraham what he would do for him. And Abraham obeyed. And he By Abraham's children. Oh, the trouble they cause, I mean, his descendants. So many problems. But God did not give up on them. They went into exile. And from exile, God sent a redeemer called Moses. Moses, I called you, go and let my people go that they may worship me. And when God was dealing with Moses, he gave the children of Israel some laws, some covenant agreement that would help them to walk with God. We call it the Ten Commandments. But he says, look, I am the Lord your God. You should not have any other gods before me. I brought you out. I take care of you. You are my wife. I am your father. I am your God. I'll protect you. The kind of troubles Moses went through. Those children of uh, Israel would have been killed. But God, God said, Moses, they are so bad that I have to kill them. And as we reminded you, Moses said, Lord, what are you going to kill them for? These are your children. You told their father Abraham to follow you. And he followed you. You told the children that they will go into Egypt. They went into Egypt. You said I should go and lead them. I didn't volunteer to do that. And, and they are following me. Now God, you are going to kill them. Ah, what would others say about you? Please, but, daddy, I beg you. Kill me first. 
Oh, God, so okay, it's alright. And I rather see you, Master Samaji. Okay, it's okay. Let them continue. He pleaded the covenant relationship. I hope you're getting me. You're getting me. Right. Now, it's like somebody going to court, they ask you a question. Then the man keeps quiet. Say, Are you not saying anything? Say, if my lawyer is here, I'll talk. If I have no lawyer, I won't talk. So, oh, okay, the man knows his rights. That's why he has kept quiet. Because nobody is supposed to say things that would incriminate the person. No. You say, I've stolen something. The law says, I am innocent. Until you prove that I'm guilty. So you see me holding a goat. And you say, I've stolen it. I say, okay, you prove that I stole the goat. Hello. What is the, the law says you have to prove it, yes, not me. Let's go. <laughs> so that's covenant. That's how that's how these things work. And they work not only in the legal human terms, they work in the spiritual realm. The Palestinian covenant. God says, I will give you land. The land called Palestine. I will give you. And when you get to the land, when you plant the fields, when you harvest the animals, every seven years, this is what you should do. Seven times seven is 49. The 50th year is Jubilee. This is what, what you must do in that land. Now, some of those things do not apply to us who don't live in Palestine. But sometimes we go and quote all of those things and apply them to us when you don't live in the land. Sure, you can draw principles from those things. But some of the quotations we take and apply is because you don't understand the times in which the people are applying. Let me give you an example. For instance, you cannot marry in Ghana when it is dark, when it, after 6 p.m. So when we're in school, we're asking, why can't anybody marry in the night? So the lawyers who are here, the matrimonial courses. Uh, when, when, when was the law made? When was that law made? The colonial time. Where was it made? At the time they made that law, there was no ECG. Who's coming to marry Bobo? I say, oh. There's no Bobo, so why So you can't marry. Until the law is changed. Hello. Hi. We have a lease at Adabraka on the land, on the paper. It is the lease is 84 CDs a year. So I took it to AMA. I took it to AMA. They said we have not paid our lease. So I said I've come to pay. The man said you've come to pay. I said yes. How much? I said I brought 1,000 CDs. 
to cover 10 years. Ah, send a bear in fear, Juno. You can keep the change. I fast one, the guy looked at me and said, Are you serious? I said, Oh, she didn't also so for Please, have you read it? I said, Now what can I tell you? I'm not so what kind. Yeah, I've read it. What's in my kind? It says 84 pesos. It just says, Yeah, she has no hapo. I'm paying 84 times 10 is 840. You can keep the change. The guy said, I am crazy. I said, but what, what is your problem? This case went on till I appeared before the mayor. So, you know, this law, they haven't changed it. So, just give them some envelope and go. Whose envelope? And what would the receipt say? If I pay for 10 years, the receipt will say 840. So, please. If you if you don't want my money, I'm going. So they are lost like that unless they are changed. Uh, so I'm digressing, but that's how you can get into trouble in, in any country. Because they are lost that are bad laws. They can bring them up any day. See, if you if you fall into trouble in the country, you can fall into trouble easily. They can find some law that is dead. And bring it, you haven't changed, you put it on you. Oh, if God doesn't have mercy on you, you collapse. So when they got to Palestine, God decided now I need somebody who would be a, a king. In Palestine, I mean, not God. The people decide they want somebody to be a king. And they got a king like Saul. And the man was a good king. Later, he became very bad. God had told them, they say we want it. We don't want this prophet, prophet business somewhere, somewhere we don't want them. So he got the king. Uh, the man, he had, they had enough trouble with him. When they were tired, when well, they got another one called David. And David too. Hmm. Today is not the day to start talking about him. But he did some good things. The man realized he was a bad man. But the man loved God. And when he chased some woman and killed the woman's husband, he, he, he wrote some nice poetry. And the, guy, the guy just loved God. He said, Ah, God. When the time of Moses, you gave your people the commandment. They put it in an ark. Lord, and it sits in some some tent somewhere. But, but I, 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 I am a king. I've conquered people. I have palace. I have all kinds of things. So God, hmm, I want to build a nice temple for you. God said, oh, is that what you want to do? 
Wherever the idea came from, I bless you for it. But David, not you. <laughs> Your son will do it. But because of what you have said, because of your thought, I will bless you from beginning to the end. The kingship would always be in your house. Look, from everlasting to everlasting, it is you and your children and your children's children who will be kings over this world. Hallelujah. And that's the Davidic covenant God made with him. And that's why Jesus had to be born in Bethlehem. The city of David. So when he says the king of kings and the lord of lords. That's what we're talking about. Fast forward the story. He himself came because all these other covenants were based on the law, was based on some type of relationship that didn't work. God chose the Israelites himself to be a model for people to see. They didn't follow him, they didn't obey him perfectly. But he had made this commitment to them. And he continued to bless them. He continues to bless them. Last night I listened to a program on Israel. They are still disobeying. There was a lady, there was a, it's a long program. If you if you heart and soul, you listen. They said, look. I don't know why the rabbi said they won't marry me in the land of Israel. They're stepping on our rights. Because if I'm a woman, I choose to marry a woman in the land of Israel, why wouldn't they marry me? The rabbi said, we don't marry women. I agree, women cannot marry women because that's Israel. Basically, what he said is that you are backward. Uh, but he said, this is our land. So they are not perfect. To fast forward the story, that was the Old Testament. God gave us Christ. And that Christ has given us the new covenant. Give it the next slide. Now, this is a picture of the uh, Ark. The ark that the Jews carry. Those two tablets are the Ten Commandments. They carry it all over the place. That is the symbol of the covenant God has made with them. And wherever they go, they remind God, it is you who called us. This is our constitution. This is our birthright. And if nobody will worship you, Lord, we will worship you. Now, let's look at the anatomy of five of them quickly. Just to get it then now. I will talk to the I'll talk about the last one. Now, so let's see. This is the covenant. I'll just talk about five of the eight. Noah. Noah. Genesis 18. It was a royal type, God saying, I would 
do this for you and the world. What is the duration? Everlasting. Abraham. I am calling you. I am making you this. I will bless those who bless you. I will curse those who curse you. How long does it last? Everlasting. The first one had a sign. That sign, even that sign, God provided the rainbow. But in Abraham and Abraham's side, God asked him to do something. And that is the circumcision. That shows that you and I, he could not shed his blood. I mean, God could not shed his blood, but Abraham's had to shed his blood. So I remember this lady, Barbara Streisand, somebody wanted to marry her. And said, me, are you circumcised? The man said, no. I will not marry anybody who is not circumcised. I said, hey, because you know she's a Jewish lady. (laughs) (laughs) Number three, (laughs) Moses. Moses, it was a two-way thing with the Israelites. I am God who called you. Therefore, do this. God had his part. And the Jews had their part. Particularly when it comes to the book of Deuteronomy. The blessings and the curses. I'll bless you when you do this, 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 that. I'll curse you when you do this, 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 that. And when they disobeyed, even up to the time of the, almost the New Testament, they went into exile, they suffered, and got themselves into all kinds of trouble. It was based on the land. A little piece of geography called Israel, God gave them so that they can practice the love of God there. And what was the sign that they were covenant relationship with God? The Sabbath. Call it holy, a day of rest. David was the next one. David not also unilateral, unconditional. And it is everlasting until time ends. What was the sign and the symbol? His son came. His son was crucified. He was buried. In shame, they thought. He rose again. Say, I'm the king of kings and I'm the lord of lords. I'll go and I'll come again. I'll establish the church and the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. I'll put my stamp on it. And if you're a member of that church, a member of my body, look, I died for you. I gave my blood for you. But look at the last one. Even from the book of Isaiah, when the people had failed God, from the book of Jeremiah, when they had failed God, from Ezekiel, God kept telling them, the people have failed me. 
But I will give you a new covenant. And this covenant will not be written on stones. Where will it be written? On your heart, on life. I will do it. My power will do it. And at the right time, God did it. And it is everlasting. So that new covenant was made by the Lord. In Matthew 26, he was before his disciples. They went through the Passover. The Passover was used to celebrate the victory that they had when they came out of Egypt. But on that day, he said, this is the last Passover. When he established the Lord's Supper, he said to his disciples, in the next verse, you know that after two days, the Passover, the Son of Man is betrayed. But go on. This no, this is the covenant, the covenant in my blood. Now, as you look for it, I'll just, I'll just speak to it. So he said, this, this new thing that I'm doing, this is the new covenant in my blood. There are old, old ones that have been that have gone. You can see the rainbow. Thank God for rainbow. You can see this. Thank God for it. But for me now, and for you now, as often as you do this, remember, I died for you. I live for you. I've empowered you to shine. Nobody can take away your heritage. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, so when you come to the Lord's Supper, you have to look at it and say, Look. He said, in the Old Testament, everything was cleansed by blood. You shed blood, you kill animals, you buy them to show that you have sinned and God has forgiven you. And when you come to the New Testament, the sign of the covenant that I have with God is that his blood, his flesh, he has given it to me. Four things that means. What does it mean? When you come to celebrate the Lord's Supper, it's a time you should remember the Lord. Remember what he did for you. Remember that song, when I remember what the Lord has done for me. You just remember. First Corinthians 11 23. Remember what he did for you. I hope you study these things later on. There's a time of appreciation. I wish I had Julie to come and sing for us what she sang last week. How can I say thanks for what the Lord has done for me? Things so undeserving yet you did to prove your love. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing my great redeemer's praise. A 
time of appreciation. Lord, I thank you. Look, it is more precious than being a citizen of, the, of any country in the world. It's also a time of proclamation. Because I died for you. You have a message to share. Give me 1126. The 1126 has to also, you have to combine it with your baptism to understand something. So whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death. And of course, his resurrection until he comes. And so when the people in Rome were doubtful what their baptism meant, when you go and receive the Lord's Supper, what are you really saying? Romans 6, 5 says, for if you have been united with him in a death like his, oh, you will certainly be united with him in a resurrection like his. That is what gave Paul the confidence. So when they beat him, when they stopped him, nobody could stop him. Because the man has a message that nobody can stop. They couldn't stop his master. The tomb could not keep him down there. Moses was down there. Elijah and all those who were down there. But not Jesus. So when I enter that covenant relationship with him, I have a message to share. He lives, he lives, just lives today. But it is also a time of examination. Because just like we, we've done, I, I must admit, we haven't preached this in a long time. So for us to come, the Bible wants us, look, whoever eats this bread and drinks this cup unworthily will be guilty of sinning against the body and the blood of the Lord. So let's examine ourselves before we take it. It is not meant to stop you or to put fear in you. But it is meant for us to appreciate what God has done and come to him for cleansing, for empowerment, for correction, so that where you have become dull, your light will shine again. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It's like you have, these days people don't use charcoal or you don't use firewood, but the fire is there, but there are ashes on it. You shake it, and then, bam, the light comes again. So what is it, it asking you to reflect on? To identify if there are any nonsense in your life. Is there anything that will cause separation between me and God? So his ears are not deaf that he cannot hear you. He's not blind that he cannot see you. His hands are not shut that he cannot see me. But my sins. Lord, is there anything you are pointing out to me? As he reveals them to you, Lord, forgive me. Rectify. Tell God, 
And I am sorry for it. Help me not to go back for it. But fill me with your spirit. Purify me. me. That I may go back and do what you have called me to do. Because I'm in covenant relationship with you. You have empowered me to shine. So Lord, let my life give glory to you. Let my life so shine before people that they will give glory to you. The one who ought to be given glory to. Now, this is generally an excursion looking at covenant. That this is also part of the celebration of the covenant that God did for us. And its full benefit comes to those who are Jesus' servants. Because it's called a covenant of grace. A covenant of love that lasts forever. Sometimes in the body of Christ, people take things for granted. And so the Baptist churches and the free churches have what they call a a covenant that helps them to know these are the basic things that we agree. The if we're in a Methodist church, you will know last the first Sunday of every year is Covenant Renewal Sunday. What, what are some of the things that we can agree on? Now you just go, I've just explained it. These these are created to a balance between faith and conduct. What we should do in terms of our actions and our words. That we are free. Christ has set us free. But we should not abuse that freedom. But we are free to serve him. And we also say we are a community I can hold you to it lovingly and you can hold me to it lovingly hallelujah we covenant to be each other's keeper the words will be on the board but we can look at it a little more in detail next week as we sign it can we just read it having been led as we believe the spirit of God received the Lord Jesus our the profession of our faith having been baptized the Father the for the advancement of the church, yes, we pledge. Wonim 
See, yeah, yeah, Christopher. Yeah, Baba Modin said, Yeah, Bemma, we're in Niger, so near Abrina, Abua, Yami, Ejuma. Send a bear a soaring subetum pong. Abua in here for. See, I beckon a radius and will be a sea of running in a. Nisha and Hoba said, Send a busia, a betsina. See, I beckon a radius. Kunku yemu, metetel me ma. Na ya shisho onyanku pon kwe jeno huwa sem. Na enhu enhiya afufu. Before the world. Na iviya si nyinano. Men nante pepe pe yemu. Na miniye nyine mono. Mema nukaridiye. Bibi biya minini pabeye. Beye sheso de papa. Ama ni pe nyina. Nye eye meti umakao. And Sarie, a buffutan time, Nini Nara, Mabomodin Semejai, Never Buaning Yamia Hindiana Cosso Semeya Ama Minianum, Mimbo and Hobas, a Meshe Miniaso, Metre Yam or Domapa, Mekai Unuom Pai Boom, Mabuan on the Yarimon and Huni and Yamu. Me bo mo din se me chichini re emra owa re humu. Me bo mo din se me kakasade. Me bo mo din se mi bu ebe cherifu. Me bo mo din se abrini abrini na me keni pa abom. Wo ma jimu no so nyamimra odiamayenu medisu. The last one, oh, no, the two more, yeah, tithe. Meche anohumba se. Me bo mo din na mama ntutusudu. I won't be a me, man won't look quarry, dear my boy, Yamia Juma, I will carry Baptist as a phone. Not me chat to a machine over say, Say, if he never call baby Biera Meko, say me do one more, made them over butter as a phone. I almost said, GD, I'll be woman. Now, yet your bombarding at it as a phone, a whole row, near Fira, dear someone a pama yeni Christo wono yedisu. Amen. Amen. This is a typical Baptist covenant. Where ye Baptist for a pama yewo. All that it says is if Christ has done all these things to put us together as a fellowship, as a community, as a church. This should be our response to him. And how we will live together as a, as a community. So that when he comes, none of us. When he comes, none of us. So will be embarrassed before the king. That the king will not say, I don't know you, get away from me. If that is your commitment to him, praise the Lord. Hallelujah. If you cannot live by these basic things, then say, God, help my unbelief. Now I catch a radis, a radip woman. 